What's up, listeners? It's We Got a Memo podcast. We're back after a two-week little vacation. Realistically, we just didn't have enough guys to record, not a ton of stuff to talk about. So with everyone being busy, we decided, you know, we'll take a couple weeks off. We'll get back. When we come back, we'll be at almost full strength. Unfortunately, John had a last-minute meeting he got pulled into. But we got Roland back. We got Xavier back. We're ready to go. Talking mainly about the NHL playoffs, Stanley Cup finals. Talking about the NBA finals. Um, and then, you know, maybe we'll throw in some other stuff here and there. But we're back. And, uh, you know. It's, I'm back. Yeah. It's yeah. Been, yeah, Roland hasn't been here since. It's April 29th. Uh, I just set off as my last time on the call. Wow, so that was, that must have been post-draft Monday. Mm-hmm. I think so. And I don't think you were on the mock draft either, though, Roland. Mm-hmm. So, it's no. been, it's been a while. So, Roland is back. Um, is there anything, Roland, since you've been on, that you want to just, like, throw your opinion on? Whether it's the Patriots draft or uh, the San Jose Sharks losing to the St. Louis Blues, the floor is yours right now. Oh, uh, yeah, I I don't know. Uh, Patriots draft was fine. I I never am super invested in in the Patriots draft. A lot of teams, it's like it's like their Super Bowl, like their highlight of the season. <laughs> getting the draft, doing the draft, and so, I mean, it's as bad as it is to say, but like, you know. No, it's it's I, true. Like, it's, as a Bills fan, and I know Browns fans, like, if you're not winning, going to the playoffs, like, you look forward to the draft a lot. So you're not wrong. Yeah, and the Patriots have always been high twenties, if not the thirty thirty second first or thirty second pick. Uh, so. We always kind of just get like whatever's left over. Uh, plus, Bill Belichick's not a very—he uh, he doesn't really go for a lot of flair. Um, so I didn't even know who Nikhil Harry was. Oh, really? <laughs> to okay. be completely honest with you, I was like, "Oh my God, we can get DK Metcalf," and then they were like, "Now nah, this wide receiver out of Arizona State—he looks good, but..." I, I had no idea who he was. Um, it's whatever. I, maybe when the Patriots suck again, I'll get more invested in the draft. Yeah. Uh, but for now, it's just one of those things that I'm like, oh, we can think about football for a little bit. It's always I always use it as an excuse to watch the movie Draft Day. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys have ever seen it, but yeah. it's awesome. It's uh, a good movie. It is. It, it makes the draft seem really exciting. I think you showed it to me. Did I? Yeah. Yeah. It. I mean, it's probably gotten my my expectations for the draft up. Like, I was like, oh, we could see, um, you know, we could see like people tumbling and and stuff like that. Like, and and nothing is super exciting ever happens. Um, the only other thing I'm, I'm sure you guys talked about it. Uh, was the Giants had a stinker of a draft. I think, uh, I think we destroyed and, them. Yeah. That, uh... Yeah, I, you, I know for a fact you guys talked about it because I listened to that one. And 
It was bad. Yeah. Uh, which makes me happy. <laughs> uh, they're probably my least favorite team in the NFL. Wow. Yeah. Boy. Um, because because of the Super Bowls. Yeah, I mean it, it's just uh, I don't know what it is. Like I don't really have anything against Eli, but they always also seem to get like some of our really good like like we've had a bunch of good running backs and stuff go and sign with them and stuff like that. They haven't done anything with the Giants. Yeah. Um, but it's just, you know, growing up with a lot of Patriot success in Super Bowls, two of my super two of the Super Bowl losses I've witnessed have been to the Giants and one to the Eagles. But like I was young so I have a like a big vendetta against the Giants. Makes sense. Um, yeah. Yeah. Can't really argue and with that. Probably the Jets. It's probably the Jets next, just because division rivals and all that. Yeah, I'm with you there. <laughs> but, um, yeah, other than that, uh, the San Jose Sharks, I don't even want to get too much into it. Uh, I honestly, I've watched one of the Stanley Cup final games, and it wasn't even a full one. Um, I don't know. It's just play all throughout the playoffs. I felt, and uh, they were very fortunate on offense to be able to score enough goals to win in some games. Uh, they definitely had some lucky breaks with the refs, and uh, just also with you know making it work on the power play when they needed to. But at the same time. Uh, the defense really left Martin Jones out to dry, I thought, a lot in the playoffs, and he managed to bounce back huge after the after the Vegas series, or during the Vegas series, and kept it up for as long as he could, and I mean, that was awesome to see. Um, I'm a, but... Yeah, and the the big thing that sucks about it is they basically sold the whole farm to make sure that they won it this year. You know, they don't have a draft, a, a first or second round draft pick this year, and I don't think uh, they have a first rounder next year either. Yeah. Um, so I mean, this was I mean they were set up to try and push for the cup this year. Uh, they got some cap issues looking at off season. Um, Eric Carlson like tweeted like a thank you and everyone's like what does that mean mm-hmm. oh, is yeah. he gonna yeah. leave is he get, you know or is he just saying like thanks for taking him in or whatever Pavelski might be leaving you know our captain uh, so it, it's gonna be a really uh, a tough off season for the Sharks um there's a decent, there's a pretty good chance Thornton's going to retire since he only signed a one-year deal uh, and stuff like that. So it's pretty tough to see. Um, I don't know. I, I definitely expect them to take a bit of a, a dip next year, um, possibly missing the playoffs um, since Calgary was good all of a sudden. Vegas is going to be good for the next decade. Um, 
and uh, the Ducks are bound to rebound from this season. So we'll see what happens, uh, but and it all depends on what they manage to do with the off season. But less than optimistic at the yeah. moment. So, uh, which sucks because I, you know, of the teams that we played, I thought that the Blues were one of the weaker ones. Um, they definitely had a lot of weaknesses that we could have exploited and just didn't. Probably a lot of tiredness from playing two games, two seven game series. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, that's a good segue. Well, I guess this is a segue. Do you think, right now, so the Bruins are up 2-1 against the Blues. Game four is tonight. Um, for both of you, my question is, do you think, who? well, who do you think is going to win this game? Like, well, are the Bruins going to take that commanding 3-1 lead? Could St. Louis tie it up, make it a new three-game series? What do you guys think? Um, I think St. Louis wins tonight. Uh, they played awful game three. Yeah. Um, I think they, I think they rebound tonight at home. Um, I think they, I think they make it series, although I don't think they win. I think it goes seven, but I think Boston wins, but I do think they win tonight. Um, I, I, game three killed them. Because they just they played so bad, and you can't have a bad game like that in the Stanley Cup Final. You can't throw away a game like that. So that that game was a killer, especially because I was um, first like what? How long? How many years since St. Louis has been in the final? Like that was such a big deal. Nineteen seventy. Yeah. So that they just they against Boston. Yeah, wow. they completely blew that game. Um. Maybe because of the pressure of that statistic, but I just, yeah, that killed them. But I think they, I think they win tonight at home, and then I personally think Boston wins in seven. I hope I'm wrong because I want St. Louis to win, but I don't know. It's going to be tough to beat. I think Tukarask. So we'll see. Yeah. Um... I'm not really sure whether or not I think St. Louis wins. It's one of those things that it's like there's definitely pressure to win, especially against a team like Boston. Like, if you let them get up 3-1, there's no way you come back from that. I mean, all they have to do is win one game out of the next three in order to – or, yeah, out of the next three to try and bring home a Stanley Cup. Like, there's there's absolutely no way you come back from that. Uh, With St. Louis being – I feel it at so much of a disadvantage to begin with. Um, so it's, it all really just depends on whether or not they come with that intensity or not. Um, they're awful at home as well. But I think that the they could probably do it. I'm still going to say no, though. I think Boston wins it. And I do think St. Louis, you know... Um, not to get too far ahead. Um, facing elimina- elimination, I think that they'll probably maybe steal a game from Boston, but I see Boston in six. Um, it, I, I probably would have, after seeing game two, uh, I would have been like, wow, St. Louis can 
can win this series, uh, but the way that they played uh, the other night, I just, I just don't see how you beat Tuka Rask. Uh, and, and the, I mean, Boston's got some injured players, don't they? Um, yeah, one of their defensemen uh, had to go through concussion protocol. I don't know if he's out of it. Um, but St. Louis is too. They had a guy suspended for game three. Yeah. Um, one of their defensemen is injured, although I think he's coming back tonight. Um, so I think both teams are, there's some injuries on both teams. So I don't think really that's too much of a, yeah, I don't think it favors either team with injuries, okay. but yeah, I think it's playing a little bit of a factor. Although, honestly, you could say everybody's injured because at this point in the season, everybody's, <laughs> everybody's injured. Done. Yeah, so, but yeah, players that are out, I think there's players on both sides. Teams on both sides have players okay. out, so. Yeah. So, so, I mean, yeah, just the way that Game 3 happened, it just doesn't make me think that, that St. Louis can beat Boston in the series. Uh, you know. Yeah. yeah, so I, uh, I so I haven't watched any of the games, but my roommate's a Bruins fan, so he's been telling us about it. My one friend loves hockey, so he's been filling us in. But um, I'm kind of with Zay on this one. I think the Blues will win tonight, and the main reason being you're home and you just got your, you just got whooped, you know. Yeah, I know. Um, so for me, just like coming back after being tossed aside basically I think St. Louis just comes back makes it 2-2 but the hesitation I have is and you guys both talked about it uh, from what I can tell Boston's goalie has been like un- like very good and if there's anything I learned from all the hockey I've watched and um, everything I've heard about is just like if your goalie's on point especially in the playoffs and the Stanley Cup finals you're going to be very hard to beat and from what you guys are saying, from the scores I've seen, it seems like Rask is just on that level. Um, so I, I do think Boston's going to end up winning the whole series. But just for the sake of competition, I would like St. Louis to you know take a couple more games, make it a good series. Yeah. Um, that that that's really all you can ask for at this point. You know, good series unless you're like a St. Louis fan. Or a Boston Bruins fan, you know. I think a lot of hockey fans just want a good series with their teams on today. And fun fact, Jenna Fisher, who plays Pam Beasley in The Office, is a St. Louis Blues fan. And John Krasinski, who plays Jim Helpert, her husband on the show, is the Boston Bruins fan. So there's a little back and forth between the two on social media, so I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, well, go, go, going off of that, I think, though... What would make this series very interesting is you talked about goalies. Uh, Bingington, the Blues goalie, had a bad game last game, but mm-hmm. he he he's a good goalie, and like he showed in the San Jose series. So if he can get hot like he was against St. Louis, it could be a completely different series because the fact that he played so bad last game, I'm hoping. He rebounds and plays the rest of the series like he did in San Jose. So things could change 
So, I mean, both goalies could be hot, and then it could be anyone's anyone's final. So, I hope things get interesting, and I hope Bingington plays well. But, like, I agree with what you said, though, Michael. Tuka Rass, though, he's been here before. It's going to be really tough to beat him. But I, I'm just saying, Bingington can play really well, too, so he could make things interesting. Have they set... Is he starting again? Like, I don't know... I think so. Okay, because I know, I don't know how he is, how most goalies are, but like, I would hope that as a professional goalie, you get pulled from a game, you're able to just shake it off and, you know, start new. Um, so we'll see, you know, how his confidence is, how he's seen the puck and everything, if he's able to rebound and, you know, stop some shots and give St. Louis a chance. Because I, I remember checking the score of that game. And it was like second period, it was like four to nothing, and I was just like, oh, this game's over. And so, it's unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, so, why don't we move on to the NBA? It is a 1 1 series, uh, Toronto against Golden State Warriors. Um, I think I was wrong in predicting the Bucks. I think I said the Bucks would make it through to, to the finals. Very wrong there, because Kawhi Leonard's been. A real force, top three player in the league without a doubt. And you got players like Pascal Siakam playing out of his mind, having the game of his life. You got Fred Van Fleet um, shooting lights out from three. I think um, from the day his son was born to the game one of the finals, he was shooting something like 80% on threes. Just ridiculous. Um, and I was really impressed by the Raptors being able to take game one. I know I know they're at home. I know they had a ton of energy being in the finals at the first time. But I really thought, you know, Golden State would be able to overcome that. But, uh, and even watching the game, I was just like, oh, Golden State's going to make a run. Golden State's going to make another run. They're going to hit some threes, get back in it. And they never did. So Toronto took game one. And then last night, the Warriors... We're able to win game two with Steph not feeling well. It came out later he was sick. Klay Thompson left the game early with the hamstring issue. Iguodala left the game for a little. Uh, Kevin Looney left the game with an injury. And you got uh, Hoblin, DeMarcus Cousins, and a bunch of role players. And they were still able to win. Um, so it's 1-1 going back to Oracle. Game three's on Wednesday. Um, I think... If Clay plays, Warriors got it. Um, I really think Game Two was the Raptors' opportunity to really take control of the series, go up two two zero, and um, really put some pressure on the Warriors. But they weren't able to do it. What do you guys? Did you guys watch the games? Um, thoughts on who's in the finals? Uh. Yeah, I watched the third quarter last night. It was just a nightmare for Toronto. Um, but, yeah, I basically agree with everything you said. Um, I I still wouldn't count out uh, Toronto, um, even though they're going to Golden State. But, yeah, I think they – I'm going to give Toronto wins another game. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna say Golden State wins in in six, but uh, th- I just want to make a side comment though. Yeah. I don't understand 
how the NBA has two days off in between every game, and the NHL has one day. Yeah, it didn't. Al- it wasn't always like that. I remember it would be like if they don't have to travel, yeah. it's one day off. Yeah. But if they do have to travel, it's two days off. But I don't. I don't know if they wanted just like a prime time slot or something. I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm with you, Zay. I wanted game two on Saturday. And then Sunday, Monday, game three would be tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. Sign out. But I, I think Golden State wins. Uh, I'm going to say these next two games. And then I think Toronto wins at home. Yeah, and, and there's there's yeah. a report that KD could come back for game four. So yeah. if that's the case and you get Clay. And KD back for Game Four, and they and the Warriors are able to win Ouch. Game Three. Then it's kind of you know you know it's done. Yeah. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah. I <laughs> so uh, I don't follow NBA. I've tried. I tried for the podcast, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm still not super into it. Uh, but I watch. I I always you know seem to get into it around the finals. Um, just because I'm like, yeah, let's see what happens. Yeah, um, and it's so hard in the regular season because there's so many games, but like... There's too many games, and I definitely don't care enough, so... For sure, yeah, definitely. <laughs> And I don't really have a team, you know. Yeah. If I had to pick one, I guess it would be Boston, just because, uh, but yeah, so, um, actually, it would have been the Supersonics, but they don't have a team anymore, so... Uh, Are you going to become the what? a fan of the Seattle hockey team when that pops up? Or are you going to stay Sharks? Um, see, it's it's tough because I want to, you know, I like for the NFL, I root for the Seahawks right. as long as they're not playing the Patriots right. uh, and stuff like that. So, like, I love watching Seattle teams play. Um, and I'm definitely excited uh for Seattle to have, I mean the the hype that they've managed to. Sorry to get this off topic. No, the hype, the hype that they've managed to 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 drive up about, you know, getting their team, getting the hockey back in Seattle, is like it's really cool to see because it's a different feel than Vegas had. Because everyone's like, oh, it's just a sideshow thing for them to make money off of, and this is like, you know, they're bringing the. I mean. It's the Pacific Northwest. There's there's a big tradition of hockey in that area. Um, there's, like, tons of WHL teams and, and AHL and stuff like that down there. So uh, it's that's going to be it's, – it's like bringing tradition back to the, to the city and stuff like that. You know, the, the Metropolitans won a Stanley Cup back in, like, 1916, 17 or something like that. Mm-hmm. So um, – I'll probably they'll probably be my secondary team. Um, yeah, it's just tough because they're going to be a division rival with the Sharks. Uh, okay. Um, yeah. So, uh, but you know, it's it is what it is, and I'll probably you know gravitate towards one or the other, just see what happens. You know. Um. 
but for now I'm I'm gonna say that sharks are still my primary. Okay. Um. <laughs> so anyway, um. Uh, yeah, the NBA Finals. So I I won game one, and I was like I was like, whoa, like this is crazy. Like Toronto can actually win this series. Are you kidding me? Um. And I even felt like that, like watching the first half. Like if Toronto plays how they played the three halves of this series, then I mean, granted, the Warriors are all sick and and broken at the moment, but right. you know, you got to capitalize on that type of stuff. Um, it, there's no asterisks next to it. Uh, a win's a win, and uh, if they would have. If they would have won last night, uh, it would have. It would have, yeah, definitely. I mean, because then at that point, all you have to do is. Do they even have to win a game at Golden State? No, so, because Toronto's the top seed, so if they just won at home, yeah, that's four. So they games. don't even have to win at Golden State. Um, if they would have won, you know, now that they didn't win last night, they have to win at least one game in the Bay Area, which, let me tell you, that's going to be tough. That's a tough uh, tough thing to do. So Yeah, and the Warriors uh, never, like, if they lose a game, it's like they only lose, like, there's always one game that they lose, and it, like, resets them, and it gets back in the game. Yeah. And game yeah. one seemed like that game, and then game two, like, they were dropping, like, flies. Like, it was so perfect, and... The Warriors didn't score for five minutes in the fourth quarter, and the Raptors just couldn't make shots. It was perfectly set up for the Raptors yeah. to take a 2-0 lead. Yeah, and I thought that, I mean, when I saw Golden State, like, because like, I, I, I watched probably, like, a little bit of the second quarter, like, going into halftime, mm. and then I switched it over to, like, the Boston Red Sox game, or the Red Sox-Yankees uh, game that was going on. And then, like, flipped it back over at the start of fourth quarter. And, uh, or no, it was in the third quarter. Um, and I was like, wow, like, Toronto's losing now <laughs> by, like, 10. And they were winning by 10 when I last saw them. Uh, so, I mean, that was, I, I agree with both of you. That was, like, their game to win. Uh, their game to really, you know. And it's so, I mean... Like, I was listening to one, a radio show today on the way to uh, lunch or wherever I was going, and they were like, is this series over? And I'm like, it's only game two. Yeah. Like, how, how can you say that the series is over just because Golden State got a win? I mean, this is the NBA Finals. You never know what's going to happen. Uh, like, like, it's a championship series. Like, anything could realistically happen um so but yeah i think uh yeah knowing that kd is coming back possibly game four and all that um i think it's as weird as it sounds uh this next game is probably a must win for toronto otherwise uh you might as well ship it in yeah i think you're right <laughs> yeah. even though they would need to win two more. It really feels like it does feel like a must win, because then that forces yeah. um, 
it forces Golden State to win another one in Toronto. Yeah. Um, so, like, right now, Golden State just needs to win at home, and they win. So, uh, definitely tough. But, um, I think if Golden State can just weather the storm, like, even if they come back with Clay, you know, a little injured, Iguodal a little injured, even KD a little injured, I think they can still win, especially because... Kawhi, I, th- I think he's a little injured. Like, he just looks tired, a little... I think they say... He- I see him wincing a little bit, maybe a little limp. So, I don't think they're 100%. No one's 100%. But I would put my money on Golden State, not at 100%, over the Raptors, not at 100%. Um, and my initial prediction was Warriors in 5. I'm going to change it. It's still Warriors, but just in six games. Um, but I, I like how the games have been good. Um, yeah. I think the Drake factor adds a little bit more fun because he's really excited when the Raptors are winning and, like, super sad when they lose. So it's it just adds another element. You know, I love seeing Clay and KD, like, just talking smack to him after they lost. It's just It just makes it more fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then after the, I know this is a few weeks away, but this off season for the NBA, there's so much like unknown and excitement about it, because there are questions of will KD leave the Warriors? You know, will he go to the Knicks? Will he go to the Clippers? Will he go to the Lakers? Um, or the Nets? Will a- Anthony Davis will probably get traded somewhere? We got Zion coming in the league. Most of the Rockets are on the trade block. Kyrie's probably going to leave Boston. And really the only... Um, the only... You, LeBron's not going anywhere. So the what, league could be so much more competitive next year. What about uh, Leonard potentially leaving Toronto? Yes, of course. Yeah, Kawhi, oh, yeah. Kawhi is you know, either Toronto again or uh, the Clippers... But, like, if you think about it, you could get, like, KD and potentially Anthony Davis on the Knicks, in which case the Pelicans would get the one and the three pick. They could get Zion and R.J. Barrett. Um, and then the Bucks are going to be good. You know Boston's going to be good. You know Philly's going to be good. Um, Indiana's okay with Oladipo coming back. In the West, you obviously got Portland's okay. Golden State, even with KD leaving, is going to be good. You know the Rockets are going to be okay. OKC was pretty good. Sacramento, sneaky good. Um, like, this offseason, I was talking about this with a coworker. Next season of the NBA could be so competitive, and while the Warriors could, will probably still be the favorites, it's not a given that they're going to win like it has been the past few years. Yeah. Um, so definitely... Yeah. Definitely more potential for more excitement in the NBA next year. Thank God. It's weird because I feel like a hypocrite rooting against the Warriors because I'm like, it's the same thing the Patriots are doing in the NFL right now. Right. Like, like I should be rooting for the Warriors if I'm not a hypocrite about all this. Uh, but at the same time, I don't want to see them win again. So, I mean, just them sweeping the Cavs last year, like, it was just... 
was like, this, this, there's enough of this. Yeah, I, I will... And then Boogie joins, like, okay. <laughs> I will say, I do think it's a little different. Just, some of it might be, like, the salary cap situation, but a big-time free agent never joined the Patriots in his prime yeah. right after they won a championship, like KD did. Um... So, in that case, it's a little different. And just the Patriots don't pay free agents like that. Yeah. I mean, I know they paid Stefan Gilmore a lot, but it's, it's just a little different the way the teams are built. Yeah, the closest I would probably say is when Randy Moss came, and we hadn't won a championship for like three or four years. And even But that. even that was a trade. So and then, Yeah, so... I definitely get yeah, the similarities in the sense that, you know, they're both always good and contending, but yeah. the Warriors have been doing it for, let's say, six to seven years. Patriots have been basically there for 20 years. So uh, as much as I don't like Patriots, definitely respect for their the organizational success that they've had. So we'll see. Um, so that's the NBA. Uh, I have uh, questions for you guys regarding the NFL. I know it's like slower season. OTAs are going on. Um, it's hard to, you know, people are just like, oh, Josh Allen's doing really good in OTAs. And then I'm just like, oh, sh like Josh Allen's about to take this jump. But then it's like, it's just OTAs. They're in shorts and whatever. But there's still some news bits out there. Like, what do you guys think about Odell Beckham Jr. only being at the Browns being in Cleveland for like three days, right? So there's a report he got traded to Cleveland, wasn't happy about going to Cleveland. He needs to get his mind right. But he's only in OTAs in Cleveland with this new system, new coach, new offense, new teammates for three days. Do you guys think that, and Zay, I'll start with you, do you think it's like he's Odell, He's talented enough to, you know, get through it. Like, give me your thoughts about this. Um, so, I mean, one, I'm not surprised just because it's Odell. But I could, I honestly, with what he did, I could see him just going to Cleveland, picking up the playbook and leaving. But, um, I mean, yeah, he's talented. And, um, but I still would have liked to see him there longer just because he's with the new team. Now, if, if this was the Giants and he just went there for three days and then left, it'd be a different story. But I just think because it's Cleveland, a new team, kind of like you said, new environment, uh, I, he I think he should have been there longer. Um, so I think maybe he probably just went, say hi to everybody, get the playbook, and then left, um, which I don't think he should have done. So, yeah, I... I, I don't like the fact that he only was there for three days, but it's Odell Beckham, so I'm not too surprised. But, you know, Roland? Uh, yeah, I think it's, uh, I think it was pretty shitty of him to do, um, just because, like you said, it, it's a brand new team. Like, you don't know the playbook. You, you know, I realize that you're this superstar, and you're probably you think that you're too good for it. But at the same time, like 
you're with a brand new team. Like I, I'm gonna laugh when he comes out and like, you know, for for the mandatory training camps and he doesn't know what's going on and all that. Uh, right. Like it's, it's it's just I mean, like okay, and it's less about like him being, you know, this like. Uh, I'm trying not to swear because. I've been off of it for a while, off the podcast for a while, and my natural tendency is to just go off, especially <laughs> on a topic like this. Right. Um, so, you know, just being, like, the diva that he is, it's like, you know, do you want to win? Right. Like, like, do you want to be the best player that you can be and, like, set your team up for success? Like, this goes down to being, like, a team player and stuff like that, like... Like, I get that you are probably above going to the voluntary training camp and stuff, but, you know, be a good sport about it, show up, you know, run through the plays, and, you know, get your team set up for success. Like, the Browns have a real shot at winning their division. You know, just because of the talent factor with Odell and Baker and uh, Landry and all this, like, like they have at least making playoffs. Yeah, on paper, they are one of the most talented teams in the NFL. Was was it? Uh, yeah, was it so it's just like. Was it Odell Beckham that said he hopes, he thinks the Browns will make the playoffs? Um, Didn't he come out and say make a, a bold statement, or was that another Cleveland player? The one thing I can think of is it was, like, Greedy Williams, who was their second round, their, like, first oh, draft pick. Oh, but okay. I, I, Maybe not. Yeah, but, I mean, how can you not expect that from... Just, like, their team is just loaded... But for me, as a fan, when Freddie Kitchens basically calls him out and says he missed the offense, like, I'd be upset. No matter how talented you are, like, especially wide receiver, like, you gotta get that timing down with your quarterback. I know. Like, you don't think... I hate when people are just like, well, Tom Brady doesn't go to OTAs. Tom Brady, one, has six Super Bowls. And two, he's having his receivers, like, over at his house. Like, he's training with his receivers, right? So he's getting that timing down. He's worked with Edelman. He's got Nikhil Nikhil Harry over to his house. So it's one thing for a player like Tom Brady to not be there but still work out with his teammates as opposed to Odell who or and Le'Veon Bell. I'm going to throw him in there. He just showed up today. But for them to work out on their own, like I, they're staying in shape, great. But like, there you gotta learn the offense. It's e- I I would think it's easier to learn the offense when you're there on the field, going through walkthroughs. Baker can you know talk to Odell and be like, hey, on this route or this play on this coverage, run it this way, run it that way. We all know how important chemistry is. Um, for players. Especially once you get in the season. I heard somewhere that on a podcast that it takes like 10 weeks of the regular season for everyone to finally like 
fully integrate the playbook and for them to be on the same page. So I feel like this just almost sets back Odell and the Browns, as talented as they are, I think the first few weeks of the season, there could be some real rust in the Browns and some real pressure from the fans just being like, we got you got this team. And if they're, by like week six, if they're like three and three, um, I don't know their schedule, but if they're like three and three, I think that's kind of a disappointment just yeah. given all the roster they have. And that's not an indictment at all on their talent. They, Like I said, they're one of the most talented teams. I think Baker is actually a very good, accurate quarterback. Um, but the, the team's got a mesh. And I don't remember hearing stories last year about the Rams players missing OTAs. Um, like you said, Roland, if Odell wants to be the best... He's got to show up, but if he just wants to like be a star and not really worry about it, then keep doing what you're doing. But don't get upset when people, you know, get mad at you or like even I feel like even if you don't practice, like just show up to be with your teammates, right? Yeah. Yeah. I I I don't know, this is just going off. Like I noticed with the Steelers big Ben showed up He's thrown to his quarterbacks or his wide receivers. So, like, everybody else in the division, I'm pretty sure all their stars are showing up and practicing. So, I yeah, I just think he's really hurting the team overall if he doesn't show up. So, um, But I just quickly looked at the Browns' schedule, and I think it's very doable to go 4-2. and two. So... Um, yeah, I I think it'd be a disappointment if they didn't do better than three and three. All right, let's look at this here real quick. So Titans, I think that's a tougher game than people think because they were right in that playoff race. Mariota's gonna be there. Um, they got Dick it's in, LeBeau. It's in Cleveland. Yeah, I, I I really I think a lot of brand Browns fans will say like oh that's guaranteed to win. I think that'll be tougher than a lot of people think. Yeah. Um, then they play the Jets. Well, the Jets, uh, who knows? They fired their GM, but they got Sam Darnold. They got Le'Veon. They have talent, but I mean that's like that's not a given. Then week three's the Rams. Obviously not a given. Um, the Ravens always divisional games are tough. Week five is the Forty ers and I know they got the number two pick, but Jimmy Garoppolo was hurt most of the year. They got talent. They got a good coach. They got a good quarterback. Um, I forget who they drafted. Oh, Nick Bosa. Duh. They just got Nick Bosa. They got D Ford. They got. They're talented. Not a given for sure. Week. I guess that's week six. Seahawks. Can't ever count them out. And then they play the Patriots. Like those are tough games. And the Browns got the talent for it, but they got a. It's not an easy schedule. I mean, next few weeks, Broncos, if it's in Denver, that's a tough game. Against the Bills, we'll see. I like to think the Bills would put up a good fight. Um, Steelers, tough. Dolphins. Dolphins, that's probably their first, like, given game. Um, Steelers, again, Bengals, that's a gimme. Um, Cardinals, 
who knows how good Kyler Murray will be, how good the Cardinals will be. Then the Ravens again, and then the Bengals. Really, throughout that schedule, there's like three, I'd say yeses, and that's Dolphins and the Bengals twice, and then some maybes with the Cardinals, Bills, Broncos, Jets, and then the rest are, you know, near playoff teams. Yeah. I they have they have a tougher schedule, but it's nothing that they with the talent they have they can't do. So uh I think I think the Bengals are gonna struggle this year, so I think I think they should win both those games. They always steal one from Baltimore. Um I mean they haven't the last few years with the Steelers, but again with the talent they could give the Steelers some good games. Right. They so tied just, last year. Yeah, that's true. Okay, um, but yeah, I, I, yeah, I just, I don't know. I think they could do some damage. Yeah, I'm with. Oh, I'm totally with you. I think they can win too. It's just, it's not. I feel like there's just more to it than just having talent. I was gonna say something else. I was I was looking it up because I was curious. Tom Brady's career record is two hundred thirty-seven and seventy, uh, and that's since two thousand one. Uh, Odell Beckham has been in the league since twenty fourteen, and the Giants have lost forty-five games. Yeah, um, I mean, so I mean, I get that it's different because it's a wide receiver and a quarterback, but still, like, like he's not really in the position to be skipping camp. Yeah, I I I just think like if it, he'd been if he'd been there for a while, it'd be something else, you know. If he'd been with the Browns, in the same system, um, for like three, two, three years, like that'd be different. But yeah, oh no, absolutely. Um, I mean, yeah, I just that coupled with like all the all the off the field issues he's been having, I. I don't know why the Browns would even bother with him. Yeah, I don't know. they're really I get that he's going talented, but but there's I mean there's certain things that you shouldn't accept from your players, and the whole diva mentality is just yeah he's definitely going full diva to me as a fan so. Yeah, he's going full diva. I mean, that's who he is, right? So, I think the Browns knew exactly what they were getting into when they traded for him. Yeah, if they didn't, they're stupid. If they do, right, if they didn't, so. they're stupid. So, we'll see. We'll obviously see what happens. Um, but, yeah, it's... Uh, I mean, Antonio Brown's showing up to Raiders camp. He's He's bonding with... Derek Carr, it sounds like they're having a good connection. Um, it, it's almost mad because it's just like, he's so talented, he should want to be the best. But if he just wants to be more of a diva icon, you know, I mean, he can do whatever he wants, but if I was a Browns fan, I'd be super, super pissed. I'd be super pissed. Yeah, no um, doubt. And... Yeah. Stuff like this is part of the reason I didn't want Antonio Brown on the Bills, even though like there was trade rumors and it didn't work out. But it was just stuff like this um, that I, I didn't want 
I didn't want that on the bills. Yep. All right, what are we looking at? All right. Um, do you guys got anything else you want to talk about? Um, we can briefly talk about the uh, Champions League final. Yeah, I, I know John would get into it a lot more, but he couldn't make it. But um, So why don't you take us through it? It was Liverpool and Tottenham. I watched almost the whole game, uh, but somehow missed both Liverpool goals. Oh. <laughs> um, uh, so Liverpool scored like like two or three minutes into the game, and as soon as that happened, it was like, oh dang! Like Tottenham's not not quite playing the way that they should be, uh, and I mean. I don't know, like, I'm sure Tottenham's a better team than I kind of give them credit for, but I still kind of see them as, like, and I, I know that I'm new to uh, UK soccer, but still, it's just, they seem like they still have a lot of, a lot of stuff to work out, um, but, yeah, so, and then it, it was... You know, fairly quiet. I actually thought that uh, there. I mean, towards towards like halftime and stuff, uh, like in the middles of the of the halves and stuff. I thought that Tottenham, you know, definitely they really showed that they weren't super affected by the early goal. Mm-hmm. Um, but they neither team could really take control. Um, and I mean, Liverpool didn't really have to. They just had to keep the pressure going um, and ride it out. And then uh, Liverpool scored again late uh, and basically sealed it. Um, yeah. It was, I mean, it was a good game. Um, I don't know. Did yeah. you see the um, the goal, the highlights of the goal at least? Because there was, I was talking to my coworker and she was saying there was some debate over whether it was a handball or not? Uh, for the penalty? Yeah, or? for the penalty. Uh, I didn't... Uh, no, I didn't see that one. Um, so I couldn't tell you. Um, but I was going to mention that, that that first goal was a penalty kick. Um, right. Scored by Mo Salah. I don't know, what do you... Do you have any... I, I didn't see it. it? Um, or Xavier. Um. So I wish John was on because I think we would have a a really good discussion about this because I think we yeah disagree a little bit on how the game was played. Um. Uh, so I missed the first ten minutes. So I missed the first goal, but the first five minutes of the game, um, I knew Liverpool was going to win. Uh. Even though you didn't see it. No, yeah. But even though I didn't see the first 10 minutes, as soon as I watched, started watching the game, I'm like, yeah, Tottenham is no shot. Um, they... Yeah. Well, one, John John did, when I was talking to him, he did say, like, they don't look good. Tottenham did not look good. The entire game. And I agree. Um, but I don't think they looked good 
because of what Liverpool was doing. Um, I think, and I think I mentioned this when I was texting you guys, the Liverpool's manager is like, the go is one of the best managers in a, a team could have. He's so tactically and strategically strong. And I think what he did strategically and tactically just took Tottenham out of their rhythm. Um, they didn't have that many great chances. I mean, they had a couple, but again, I don't think none that were that that big of threats to Liverpool. Nothing they were too concerned about. Um, I and I thought Liverpool had better chances even after they went up one nothing. So I just I don't think Tottenham had a shot. Um, uh, yeah, I just. I thought it was a good game. Like it did go back and forth a little bit, but I still thought Liverpool Liverpool had the advantage. Um, it was to me, and this is just my soccer coaching in me. But I loved watching Liverpool play the way they did because if I was a coach, that's how I would play. They, I love how they attack. They're so creative, um, but. I just I don't I think this man I think he's one of the best managers out there. Um, Liverpool's so lucky to have him, but and I wish yeah. they did better in the Premier League. I think they deserve to do better in the Premier League just because Wait of how second. good. Okay, they should have won. <laughs> Manchester City is not that good. Anyway, um, okay, maybe uh, yeah. I shouldn't have said Man City. They're good. But <laughs> they had over 100 points. They had record number wins last Record number of points last year. Liverpool better. But anyway, my point is, I just, they deserve to win that game. I told John that. Just more consistent throughout the year. Better manager. Um, so, but it was a good game to watch. I enjoyed it. Yeah, this is definitely a debate we need to have. Um, because John, what, him and I went to the D.C. United game later on that evening, and he asked me, like, okay, you know, you've seen the All or Nothing documentary uh, where they follow Man City last season. Like, do you think that Jurgen Klopp is a better manager than Pep Guardiola? And I was like, man, that like that's so tough because, I mean, they've had a lot of, a lot of matchups against each other. You know, they've got this Liverpool-Man City one. Uh, they were both in the Bundesliga with yeah. Borussia Dortmund and Bayern Munich. I mean, it, so it's it's one of those like legendary manager head-to-heads that you you're kind of seeing going on. Yeah. Uh, they're both like you know, if they played if they were managers in their own separate eras, they would be like the best manager of their era and yeah. and the fact that there's two of them it's, it's just insane. Yeah. So that's definitely a debate we need to have uh when John's on, yeah, um, because, uh, yeah, and um, yeah, I will say the only thing about Liverpool the, this past season in the Premier League is, I mean, they had they had the the title going into the Christmas break and all that. Um, Going into like the New Year break and all that, they they played Man City head to head. I think they uh, actually they might have lost that one or tied it or something like that. But you know, the what really killed Liverpool's 
Premier League chances was all the draws that they had. Yeah. Mid mid season, Mo Salah was struggling to score. Um, he was in like a huge drought, um, and you know they just weren't able to finish games, finish teams off, and like if they would have won one of those games, it would have been they would have won the title. Yeah. Um. So. You, know, you definitely can't discount Man City, but they only lost one Premier League game, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah, I think they were like one of the only teams that have only, that had only lost one Premier League game uh, and didn't win the title. Um, yeah, that's ridiculous. Because, because you know, if they won. One, if they had won that game, they would have been given a golden trophy and been called the Invincibles, uh, like the 2004 Arsenal team. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's, I mean, it's crazy. Um, but, yeah, it was a good final. I, like I said, I feel like Tottenham's one of those teams that's still got some work to do. Yes. Um, John would argue that Mauricio Pochettino is one of the best managers in, in the world at the moment, too. And I wouldn't disagree because... Tottenham's made? He has... Yeah. No, he, he got out-coached. He got out-coached. Oh, no. No, I agree with that. But the fact that they haven't done any... any uh, they haven't bought anyone. Yeah. In, like, two years. It's not his fault. Yeah, yeah I know. And, and he still managed to put a really good team out. Um, you know, they came in third last year and third again this year. I mean, he's, he's a very consistent team. Um, so, but yeah, that's, uh, it's cool. Um, real quick before, before you keep going, the champions play each other in August. Mm-hmm. What, Michael? Let me let me just end this real quick so the recording doesn't get cut off, and we'll we'll keep going on the air, and we can obviously continue this when John's on. But uh, we want to thank that you guys for listening. We'll I think we'll be on next week. Um, I don't see why we shouldn't, or some of us should all be on. Hopefully, John will be on next time, so he can so we can really get into it for you uh, soccer fans. We will definitely get into that more because. John will get heated about it. So we appreciate you listening. Give us a listen on this episode and future or past episodes and give us a share so we can, you know, if we get more listeners, we'll keep doing them. So just keep an eye out for our episodes. Bye.